The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples' continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. You're about to hear an episode of The Marriage Diaries, an exclusive series created by Em and her husband, Scott, for our premium service, Emsolation Extra. There's never been a better time to join our extra family. You can sign up for less than $2 a week on a yearly plan, and you'll get two bonus episodes a week delivered to you in an exclusive feed via your favourite podcast app, Instagram close friends access, 20% off our merch, pre-sale ticket access, and so much more. You can sign up now at emsolation.supercast.com. Extra. 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 It's Emsolation Extra. Extra. Well, hello there and welcome to the second ever edition of Emsolation Extra. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a... Oh. <laughs> I nearly went in, into my Thursday intro. Oh. Pavlov's dog. Goodness me. No, it's just me because it's Emsolation Extra. I'm also a podcaster. I didn't get to say that. Part two. Have you been hanging all week? Have you been ready? Last week, obviously, Scott and I started our, um, what would you call it? Revealing dissection of our marriage. And we left off with Scott feeling personally attacked. <laughs> We're going to pick up now after our discussion around the domestic load and the mental load and basically how I felt I carry too much of it. And specifically I asked him to really quantify how much work he thinks that I do around the house and he felt like I was blaming him and so we're going to pick up from that moment. Enjoy. It's Emsolation Extra. I think um, I think I feel like you're you're pointing the finger at me. Absolutely not. Yeah, that's how it feels. I'm I'm looking you in the eye and telling you that we are so beyond blame. <laughs> I know. At 22 years in and, f- yeah, and three kids. Yeah, I know. I'm not interested, and I've never been interested. In blame. I'm interested. Uh, okay. In what I think about one change. of the things. I, yeah. One of the things I think about is that. Do you think you could do more? Genuinely, <laughs> genuine question. Do you think I could? Yeah. I could. Yep. Um, but is it fair to say you don't want to because it's boring? Fair to say. No, because I don't believe that's the, the root of the problem. Because you're still going to do that anyway. Because you're still understand learning to understand your triggers. But do you think if you did more, it would improve the problem, not solve it? But do you think it would improve? I think it the the, the return on that would be so minimal to, to getting the, the solution. So I, I don't think. But what if I said to you it would make a massive difference to me? Like what if I genuinely looked you in the eyes and said. If you picked up more slack, if we were honestly 50-50 with what is required to get our house singing. Mm-hmm. I'm, prepa- I, I'm prepared to pick up more slack if you're prepared to look at all the things that you try and do that sure. require our time and energy. Sure. So if we're, if we're like um, 
if we're partners in yep. the in the decisions that we make yep. to on the decisions that we make that require time and energy and effort, mm-hmm. then I'm prepared to do it differently. But if everything, if you just sort of keep doing the things that you want and make decisions like that, then I'm, I'm I cannot I yep. cannot play that game because it, it's never going to work. So if I challenged you on the decision stuff, and I said, no, so. Uh, no, no, no. This is good. This is good. This is good. No, no. But Just trust. Trust the process. <laughs> trust me as your wife and someone who loves you and trust me to hold the space for us right now. This is my job. I'm really good at it. <laughs> Just trust me. I can see you getting uncomfortable. But no. remember, none of this has to go to air if you're not comfortable. But this is a real conversation and no married couples have real conversations in public. It's all this <laughs> bullshit, shiny veneer. And then all of a sudden, oh, all right, they're splitting all right, up. All right, keep going. So just be brave. Uh, we can do this, all right? I'm not being condescending. I know this challenges you. I can see it. And this would challenge 90% of straight dudes. No, it's... <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm just going back to what you said before, right? Mm-hmm. We Somebody asked the question, what's the one thing that shits you about each other? And your answer was my unilateral decision tendencies. Yeah, I don't know if that's the number one no, thing, but, but it's just something you came, you came up, up with. That's fine. Yeah. I'm glad you had to think hard about it. I'm glad there isn't a, a, an exhaustive list of things that I piss you off about. It's good for us. But I challenge you on the unilateral question, you know, decision thing. And a lot of mothers make all the decisions, right? Like that's if we're going to be totally general about it. Yeah, because they're the one it affects the most so they yeah. have to balance it all out. Correct, correct. And specifically with us, I find when I come to you, with a big decision we have to make as a couple, mm-hmm. you are impatient with the minutiae. You don't want to be involved in all the little boring checkboxes things like, for say, applying for a mortgage or going on a holiday or if we're going to buy a house or, you know, big life decisions. I feel like you want to be there for the glamour part but not do the boring work and research to get to the decision. So... When, when I end up making decisions out of impatience and I do bulldoze you because I feel like if I waited for you to get on board and take in all the information and remember to, to do something, we would just never move forward in life because sometimes you get analysis paralysis, whereas I'm the option. Oftentimes I do no analysis. <laughs> but I think that's the reason why I do make decisions without you a lot of the time is because... I find you not engaged in the boring part of the decision. And so then I feel resentment towards you and I feel like, well, fuck him. I've had to go to all these boring meetings and answer emails and read all this shit and talk to travel agents or talk to mortgage brokers and go to the bank and get all our statements and, and like, he's done fuck all and I've tried to engage him and he doesn't want to do it or he forgets. So then the next time it comes to making a decision, I bypass you out of spite, totally. But I guess I just... I, I, you definitely write in your feelings of I don't include you in some decisions, hundred percent. No, I'm just seeing it as a mechanical thing. It's like you're sort of, you know, you're saying I need more. I'm saying, but what for? And I'm not denying what you're saying about why you might have at That's times okay. made those, um, yep. those decisions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How are you feeling within your body right now? Be honest. Yeah. I'm. I think it's also the temperature in here, but... um, You feel hot or cold? You feel cold? A little bit, but it's okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, there's a... People can't see what you're doing. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words. Do you feel, like, um, tense? A sort of... Um, Should we go to a nice like, question? N- no, no, no. 
I, I'm really enjoying this because I know the benefit. I know the net effect this is going to have. Okay, that's I, good. I genuinely do. I don't think I've ever seen a couple talk like we're talking right now. And to to everybody, <laughs> and to be to be fair, you've probably you've probably um, researched it too. I have, <laughs> but also I want everyone to understand who's listening now. This is real. Like Scotty and I are both intensely looking at each other now. Like there's no performing. Like these are issues we sh- we have fought about for twenty years. These are issues we have split up twice over. These are real. This is real life stuff. We're not here you know, skating on the surface and not going deep. This is... Those two split-ups, though, they weren't because of this reason, as in that's, we didn't know that was the reason. No. It was just tension and horrible. It was, it was horrible. You know, I read the other day that Michelle Obama said she hated Barack for 10 years. 10 years she hated him. Why? She resented um, the way he was so single-mindedly going after his career. She felt abandoned by him, not appreciated by him. She felt like, you know, all the things I think a lot of women would say, you know, after a long-term relationship, but they brought it back around. And I remember reading that thinking, oh, there's hope because I fucking hated you for a decade and you hated me. I, I think if any kind of relationship that's been together as long as us were honest... And it mightn't be t- 10 consecutive years, but I would say there's 10 years of hate between you and I easily. <laughs> because if we're being really honest, our relationship is fucking hard work. It's never easy, except when it is. And that takes me to the next question. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> a long Are you question. Okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, it's from Kirsty. And she wants to know, what's the quality you admire most in each other? You go first. I'm a bit teary. I feel very emotional. You feel this is, this is, (laughs) I just realised, here's an example of how we get. So I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling edgy and constrained, like it needs to explode, but it can't. So it's like this tension in me. Yeah. And you're feeling on on the edge of um, emotional tears or whatever. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go. Um, what the quality that you admire most in each other? Yeah. Um, the quality I admire in you is <laughs> ironically the thing that you know what you've been talking about, which is <laughs> your ability to move into action. And but so that's what I admire, most, but. But deeper in that, it's the the energy, the energy you've got, the the vivacity, um, the life, the spirit, all those sort of that stuff. Yeah, and that and that shows up into into in sometimes in action. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I admire the action, but I love the, the stuff that's underneath it. Like for instance, being dragged on a mushroom hunt over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Scott has been victim to my many hyperfixations over the years, and when we learn, but but, what- but oftentimes, oftentimes I'm happy to go with the flow. Like a lot of times, mm. that's me. It's, a, it's but the I think other that's flip side of it too. Why we work? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you didn't go, because imagine flow. if I was um, leading from the front with my hyperfixations at the same time as you. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It'd be totally. fucked. Totally. In fact, it wouldn't be a relationship. In no. fact, we would never have met each other. No, there's no way we would So work. you need to sort of see both sides of the coin, don't you, always? Oh, 100%. We make total sense on paper. 
we really make sense. And I really believe... But that, that duality, you know, like say everyone, someone's strength is, is also the weakness at the, if it's overplayed or played at the wrong time or all that. Yeah. That duality in the relationship is always the way with the relationships, you know, it's the polarity differences and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The quality I most admire in you is your ability to just keep things cool when everything around you is complete chaos. Mm. And, and you might say, oh, that's just him, you know, um, he goes numb to it, he sticks in the head in the sand and there's a little bit of that but there's also a little bit of... Um, no, yeah, you're Teflon man. As it, I, definitely for me, as it heats up, mm. as it heats you up... cool down. I, exactly, I go more focused. You do. It, it almost brings me into clear focus. Yeah. But there is also, it's like everything, there's other bits and pieces mixed in there as well, like avoidance or totally. head in the sand as well. So there's a bit of that. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, no, I, Scott's the first person I go to when I'm really confused over a situation because he's able to, I guess, distill it down to kind of robotic. <laughs> but know. before that, I, I become, when I feel that, when you yeah. bring that to me, Yeah, but I we do. Become. I often have to say to him... First of all, I have to distinguish if I want him to solve or listen. Yeah, and I stuff that up nearly every time. That's okay. Even though I'm, oh, anyway. we're trying. Yeah. No, at least you we try. You always the thing with Scott. The other great thing about Scott is, I will often give him an onslaught of unsolicited feedback. <laughs> feedback on my yeah, on me on your behaviour. Yeah, and to your credit, you initially like just like completely shut down and look at me like just go, like you're a lunatic. Shut up. But then I will notice the next day, obviously some of those things sat okay with you and you shift. Like you do to your credit, you don't get stuck in your in Yeah, the no, mud. no, what, 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 what pisses me off when you do that is not what. Yeah, it's how. how. Every yeah. time. It's like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, we have very different communication. You're right there. No, that's what? That's aggressive again. No, that's how I felt when you do that. <laughs> fuck off. Anyway, as you I was saying. You want to know how I feel. The there things, it is. The, things that, the thing I love about you most is, yeah, like, you're often joked. You're, you're the, the thing I tie the kite to, the anchor. You're my anchor. And it's so important. Otherwise, I would just be blasted off into space and it would be not good. So I think. And yesterday, yeah, yesterday in, yeah. in a moment of energy, you were saying how good it would be if if it was just you, you could go on these hyperfixation journeys. So you'd be like Wally in space with a jetpack, just spurching over. No, the thing was, I wanted to set up a laboratory for my new mushroom obsession. That was my obsession. suggestion. I said, "Do you think you need a lab?" And you said, "Yes, yes. I do." And I was deadly serious. Yes, I do. And I said, "If you didn't live here, if we went, I would have a lab." I was like, oh, fuck off. You wouldn't even have a lab. I would. You wouldn't. I would. You I would wouldn't. go out that day and buy the, everything I needed and set it up. Do you know me at all? You wouldn't have a lab. I would have a lab. You'd have other things. Oh, my God. You would have an art studio. and cl- <laughs> That's the other thing you said you'd have. You'd have a, a room with clay. That was it. <laughs> just clay. That's true. No, no tables, no sculpting tools, just clay. It's Emsolation Extra. Okay, this is from Bendemic. How does Scott feel about M's interior design decisions? Pink bathroom, rainbow ceiling. Um, in short, I feel great about it. I love it. It's awesome. Initially, because it was different than what I grew up with, I thought, oh, it's like too much. Like ultimately it's just bad at being different. 
but again, you get used to stuff, and as you get used to stuff, you um, see it for what it is, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> no one, no one can challenge you on your use of colours and I don't know whatever those designed elements are. Yeah. Like even yesterday, you had Elio dressed in some shoes, some jeans, and a jacket. It was just a, it was amazing. Yeah, but also. You just don't get a choice. That's right. <laughs> but you're okay with that. But I'm also supposed to be incredibly enthusiastic when you bring the f- neon fluoro moose head through the doors. Like, Scott, look at look at this. Yeah. It was on sale. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it All generally right. is. I am a bargain hunter. I love it. <laughs> That's another part of the hunt, isn't it? It's a thrill. Yeah. Okay, here's a question. Uh, this is from Ash. How do you not resent Scott's long rides? Interesting question. Well, when, well, maybe for you is like when don't you? As in, I'm assuming there's times when you don't. I don't resent them because I get the best version of Scott when he returns from them, and I learned that very early on. I do resent them if Scott's taking the piss and he tries to go for you know three in a row. But Scott is very conscious of that, aren't you? Yeah, I don't. I'm very conscious of you are the the time it takes and when I try to do it and all that sort of stuff. But so it's you not don't as though, feel like I restrict you. No, you don't restrict it. There's times when I can sense that yeah, you, you don't want to know about it and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. You ride whenever you want to ride, pretty much, though, as long as there's enough notice. I mean, no, ultimately no, you would ride every day. No, yeah, no, I don't. I, the, the, thing, the thing that I would like that with the, in relation to riding is just having a reliable schedule when I know I couldn't, can ride because of... Well, sadly, in. we're in a family of five. No, but, you know, or if it was eight at night or at six in the morning, whatever it is, you know. But uh, oftentimes you don't feel like riding too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in in terms of... Anyway, go back to the question. What was the question? I only resent Scott's long rides if they happen in... On the back of... Yeah, Mm. because that means Saturday, you know, and the rides are long. He leaves early and then he's gone until midday and then then if he wants to do something that night and then again the next morning and he's worked for most of the week. And I rarely stack that because of that. I, I almost never... Last weekend you stack that. Yeah, that, that was like, I couldn't remember the last time I would have done it like that. Yeah. It's not as though I'm pushing that every month or every fortnight. I'm not someone who limits, like it's not a thing where, you know, oh, Scott's off with the boys or Scott's off at the pub or la, la, la. Like that's just not how we are. We're both. But I don't do anything else either. <laughs> I don't. But that's not because I stop you from doing No, no, but things. I don't. Like I don't, I don't, I don't go to the pub, I don't drink, nah. I don't gamble, I don't spend time or money in that. It's, it's like the only thing I do really, you know what I mean? Oh. No, no, I'm okay, saying babes. no, no, but I'm not. I'm not spending time and energy and away and money elsewhere. No, but also I think it's important to point out. Maybe it's a rarity, but our family is incredibly close. The girls and you and I and Elio, we choose to be together rather than go off and find other things to do. Our kids are with us every weekend. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I think because of the pandemic, we kind of really brought us together as a family, and I don't think we've lost that close knit feeling since we've kind of come out of lockdown. And I don't know, I mean, Odie obviously is up in her room a lot, but she's 16 and but she always wanders down. She drifts down to us, doesn't she? 
But I think it was good the other day when Marcella said, "Don't go back in your cave." <laughs> so even Chella wanted the Odie because yeah. everyone loves Odie. So everyone wanted her down. But I think to answer your question in, in short, if your partner has a pursuit that lights them up, why wouldn't you want to encourage them to do that? You know, as often as is reasonably possible because when they get back they're often in a way better headspace to do other things and be a better version of themselves but it's also important having said that that you have your version of that if you are the person in the family like me who is in charge of all the domestic load and the balancing of the you know the bills and the schedules and the school runs and the lunches and the food shopping and all that stuff it's really important that you have a version of that so that I guess you understand why your partner loves it so much. Yeah, and the two conversations that I always want to try and have with you, which I never feel like we quite reconcile, is so if I wanted to do that, what's it going to take for you to feel completely comfortable yeah. with that? And then also... I can answer that if you want yeah, to have that conversation. Yeah, good. <laughs> not, um, <laughs> not just yet. Let me finish. So, so, so it's I mean, almost like, what's, right yeah, so if I want that, what do you, what do you need to feel completely, you know, good about that and fine with that? And the other one is, yeah, what is your version of that? You know, what is it? And let's, let's map, plan it in. Okay. Is that, a, is that what we're going to do? Yeah. Well, you had your, um, you had your clay stuff there for a while, didn't you? <laughs> I still do that. I still do. I still make my monsters. You do. It's, it's a, it's, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So you were doing, you went, went to the pottery class yep. for a little while yep. and then something happened and then you've done those ones. Something happened. And now you're going to get a room full of clay. <laughs> and a mushroom laboratory. Something happened? What do you mean something happened? I couldn't fit it in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's ironically, my hobby is not prioritised. Your hobby is prioritised. Between the two of us, I could not take out the, t- the amount of time you take out for your hobby. I absolutely we th- think the wheels would fall off. We can't. Yes. See, um, within the way it is currently, yeah, probably not. No. But my attitude was okay. Let's put it in okay. and then recalibrate everything else. But that's what I don't think you. I don't have confidence in you sticking to anything that you're bored with. And I think it would be fair to say you've got a lot of great qualities. You've got a great bum, amazing jaw. You're kind. You're trustworthy, you're smart, like you're hot, <laughs> you're a good dad. But if you're not into it, it's like fucking dragging you through sleet on your knees. <laughs> it's so painful. If you can't see the benefit to you, oh, Christ, I just want to tell you, if this is the God's honest truth, hand on heart. Mm. So yeah, I am used to yeah. doing shit. That I don't want to do. So you do too much of that part and I do too little of that part. Which I think. Fair enough. I accept that. Is, I think that would be the times when I, I'm just thinking too, the times when I have been able to, you know, again, it's still about me, um, the times when I do those sorts of things well, those things I don't really want to do, it's because there's a, yeah, in my mind, there's a payoff, you know what I mean? So again, so I mean, that's life. I've gained you so many times with that knowledge. Oh my God, you fool! No, and you know what that if, is? Do you know what that is? Do you know what that is? Like you've just described, ADHD. Do you think you have ADHD, Scott Barrow? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. I know you think I do. Do you think there's a chance? There's a chance. Yeah. Chance for anything. Yeah. Think maybe inattentive type, bit of a dreamer, struggles to do stuff that's not directly in their wheelhouse. 
Maybe. Struggles to get motivated on the minutiae of, say, big decisions. Absolutely, 100%. I'm pathologising my husband right now. I think that all of us are neurodivergent in our house. I think all of us are spicy-brained individuals. <laughs> spicy. <laughs> Just got to get you diagnosed. Last one of the – okay, we'll, go, we'll get down to the last few questions. A lot of people wanted to know how has my diagnosis of ADHD and autism affected our marriage? How has it affected it for you specifically? And we've never talked about this That's really. A big question. Um, and I'm very interested in your answer. How has it affected it? You've got a better understanding of yourself and how that m- means that you, you know, interact with the whole world. And so – and you're very explicit in your learnings with me. So you're just always telling me about stuff. <laughs> always. 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 But it's good. Like I learn a lot. I learn a lot. Um, so what am I trying to say? Like under, how, is it, how is it affected or how has it helped? Was it affected? Mm. Understanding. And I guess... Yeah, that just allows you to make better decisions in relation to the other person. Like for me, I can because I do understand, then I can I can I can make a better decision. You know, it's as simple as that. I mean, that's Do you pretty, do that? Yeah. Can you list off the things that you know set off my autism ADHD? Um They're pretty funny. Everything. Go. <laughs> <laughs> list off the very niche ones for you. Oh, the niche ones. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. All right, when we're about eight months into our relationship, (laughs) sitting next to me on the couch, she goes, can you stop chewing so loud? I'm like, fuck, can I? I'm just eating my food, man. (laughs) Um, Chewing, Chewing. Uh, Multiple sounds at once, um, as in like if the TV was on and there was an engaging conversation, then maybe there was a chainsaw outside, seriously. And to be honest... That does bug me as well. Like that gets to me. But where I think I might be different than you is I, I find it really hard to listen to that conversation if there's background hum. So anyway, that might be the same or different. Um, so those sounds, um, yeah, over, over sensory, like being overstimulated, over, you know, too much noise, like say in a shopping mall, something like that. But also there's a combination of when you are trying to get stuff done and you feel like you've got to look after, say, know where the kids are and manage that and the sensory sort of stuff and you're trying to sort of reach some sort of outcome or goal, like you've got to – we're here to get a job done or, you know what I mean? It's when when it's all those factors combining at the same time, then it just becomes too much. Mm. That's what jumps in my head. They're not very – the, only like the, the you, chewing was the most specific one. Oh, right? I would say when you fucking play stuff out of your iPhone. I would oh, yeah. say that's the number one thing that pisses me off. Yeah. But I it's funny, I can be I can rep- be fifty meters away in the house and I turn the volume down low and then she'll come in and with an axe. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Not an actual axe, but a metaphorical one. When you play videos out of your phone, I genuinely if someone slid a divorce paper under my nose <laughs> would sign it in blood. That is my number one trigger is that tinny, tinny sound out tinny. of your – but I can listen to sounds out of my phone. Because mm, you've chosen to, 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 to listen to it. When you – because you well, are a noisy fucking individual. Everything about you is moist and <laughs> and grunty and like you're just a virile, 
Hotbed like, individual. Cough a lot. Cough, you cough. sniff. Itchy throat. Oh, the yeah. itchy throat. The, the ENT region in my physique Mate. is not really. Every it needs a work over. Morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the past 20 mm, Clearing the throat because I'm a mouth breather and that's the sign of the snoring too. So there's a whoa, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of I, possibilities here. an autistic person, mm. wake up to this. Do it. <coughs> No, do it. No, I can't don't remember how to do it. To don't you, don't you play down what that oh. sound? <laughs> My mother is traumatized from is that she? sound. Yeah, remember we went down to their beach house. That was the first time you'd ever stayed there, and she woke up to that noise. <laughs> Every and so you're just a cacophony of sound. And often your very existence, if I'm low on spoons, like it sends me. I fucking hate you. And then I would be like, why are you such an asshole, Em? He's just living his life. And then when I got diagnosed, I was like, oh, okay. It's neither of your faults. Like it's okay. And I've been able to tolerate you much better when I'm low on spoons. And that was the famous comment, the, the most famous comment in our whole relationship, people. I'm going to have to tell you this. <laughs> so probably midway through our relationship, so we've been going 23 years. 22. So 10 years in or something. 10 years in, we're sitting there, calm, relaxed. Amy turns to me and looks at me in the eye and said, you know, Scott, out of all the people in the world, and then this is my version of you, you know, me stretching you, look into your eyes. Out of all the people in the world, yeah. I want you to know that you're the one I tolerate the most. I think we'll end on that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I'm, I'm, we're barnacled on. I can't, I can't get rid of you. What you a criteria! Can't Tolerance. Get rid of me. I would say. If we both had to distill down the secret, like if everyone's listening going, okay, dickhead's great, that was nice, but what but, is but, the secret? What? what is that? Secret of what? Our long-term relationship survival. Sexy tolerance. <laughs> What's that mean? Sexy tolerance. So there's got to be elements of like. It's like our soul and spirit and energy are, are connected. Yeah. But our, our heads, our uh, thinking. Our brains hate each two, other. Yeah, it's two, so it's like there's this. <sighs> Like a Siamese, you know, twin sort of yeah. connected I don't sort know of. I that we call them that name. Oh, sorry. Conjoined. Sorry. It's okay. Did, no it's offense. Okay. No, no, no. Um, but, you know, that sort of connected at the yeah, the core of your body. Yeah. And then the heads are separate. Our heads do not get along. Sometimes, you know, those. Two sex is good, snake, though. Our sex life is You know, is the good. snakes. Hey. One, yeah, with cobras. With the snakes. Yeah, they, I, um, I read the other day, you know, when they're conjoined snakes. Yeah. Um, they are often the same body, How snake's head. Yeah. Two snakes head and one head tries to eat the other. <laughs> and I don't throw a neat. You did try and do the eating, but. Last snake standing. Probably be me. Let's be real. <laughs> I want it more. <laughs> a lot of people, before we go, a lot of people did ask about sex. We go through phases. We went for months and months and months and months. There was nothing. And then it's back on. It's me. It's never Scott. I'm always the one that stops it and starts it. But I think with the sex stuff, it's always better after we have it. Like after we have sex, our relationship is always improved. Uh, do you notice that? Yeah, more relaxed. 
You're very good at the sex too, which helps. I mean, I can't help if your husband is not good at it. Scott is exceptionally good at it. I feel like Gwyneth Paltrow talking about how Ben is technically... I think you need to rewind this bit up. Absolutely not. A lot of people asked about the sex. Sex? Extra, extra. extra. Yeah, no, the sex is great with Scott, but (laughs) probably he would say not often enough. Uh, I also find my medication takes away my sex drive completely. So if I know I, like, want to have some sexy tolerance time with Scott, I don't take my ADHD meds on the weekend. (laughs) What an aspirational idea, sexy tolerance time. Uh, Yeah, but honest, that's what it takes, sexy tolerance. I know, but you're getting serious now and I was just sort of being playful then. So come on, work with oh, me. Oh, can I eat your head now? Is that when I <laughs> this is the time? Thank you for doing this. I know this challenged you greatly. Not as much as you think. How <laughs> How are you feeling in your body now? That's yeah, I'm feeling relaxed. Me too. Mm. I love you. I love you. I don't always like you, but I do love you. You can say it back to me. I love you. No, I don't always like you. I don't need to say that bit. Oh, such a good guy. I'm autistic. I have to tell the truth. No, you don't. <laughs> I fucking do. That's just what you tell yourself. No. Okay, <laughs> ableist cunt. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>